0: Welcome to Kentucky Girl, Introduction, Part One. Sometimes, when we meet somebody in a unique situation, such as this story, it is very helpful to understand the times that that person lived in. So, if we want to understand the people in this story then we need to know something about the people that they lived among and the events which swirled around them. This is especially true since the times we will be looking at are so dramatically different than today. In the early days of the land, which we now call Kentucky, There were many events which foretold the future of that country in the 1750s and leading up to the beginning of the Revolutionary War, that land held many bloody skirmishes. The southern part of the area was peopled by Native Americans called Cherokees, Creeks, and Catawba Indians. There were also Native Americans called Shawnees, Delawares, and Wyandots, which inhabited the northern part of the land. There were many wars between these tribes, as each attempted to control their part of the country for hunting. In addition to the ongoing skirmishes natural to these tribes, There were forces that were exacerbating the situation. France and England each were attempting to establish their dominance in this land. For years each country played up to the Indians by establishing trade with them. Each country attempted to gain favor with their particular tribes for instance by granting favorable terms in trade. Both France and England told their particular traders and encouraged them to even marry into the tribe. To further their aims, each country established small forts, which were used to allow their own tribes places of sanctuary. France, currying favor among the Cherokees and Creeks, while England nurtured the Shawnees and Delawares. The stakes were very high and the combatants were ruthless. Consequently, hunting parties from each area were constantly bumping into each other and a fight quickly ensued. While these fights were erratic, they were intense. It was about this time of 1775 that an explorer called Daniel Boone arrived on the scene. He was employed by Henderson Land Company. His charter was to survey land for future homesteaders. He also blazed trails for later immigrants. He was preceded by a surveyor called George Washington, who spent a little over two years in the area. One of Boone's earliest endeavors was to start a small fort in what is now Kentucky called Boonesboro. structure was finished, he was joined by his wife and two daughters. These were the first white women to set foot in what is now Kentucky. Times were tough and the people were tougher. One had to be tough to survive in that climate of war, pestilence, and rack of support by government or military. The Indians wreaked havoc among the surveyors and hunters. During this period, there was an attempt made between the white man and the Indians to reconcile their differences. An approach was made to purchase land from the Cherokees by a Colonel Henderson of North Carolina. Early in 1775, runners were sent off to the Cherokee towns to summon the Indians to a treaty ground at Sycamore Shoals of the Watauga River. The negotiations did not go well. During the talks, a young brave leapt into the circle of the seated savages. He made an impassioned speech touched with romantic imagination peculiar to the American Indian. With pathetic eloquence, he dwelt upon the insatiable land greed of the white man. And predicted the extinction of his race if they committed the folly of selling their hunting grounds. Roused to a high pitch of oratorical fervor, the savage with uplifted arm fiercely exhorted his people to resist further encroachments at all hazards. He pointed to the west and declared that a dark cloud hung over that land and called it. Bloody Ground. This name of dark and bloody ground echoed throughout any discussion of the land we call Kentucky. In spite of this, the promise of free land was so much of a driving force for immigrants to this land that the dangers from the Indians was disregarded somewhat. And so it was that after the close of the Revolutionary War. A surge of hardy souls poured into this area. They either ignored or played down the importance of the claims of the Indians or the long-standing fight between England and France for the control of that area. Against this backdrop of turbulence and war the settlement of Kentucky took place.